Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, the Beatitudes begin that, with that word, blessed, happy, perfect happiness. And uh, the Lord gives us these Beatitudes or attitudes that ought to be. This is what it should be. They're not platitudes or anything. They're attitudes, and they really deal with Christian character. And what we learn here is that you really can't be something for God until you're someone with God. You're never going to be more in public than you are with God in private. And so these are characteristics. A lot of people, most of the people I talk to in the world today, they're seeking happiness. They want to be happy. But uh, it's almost amazing the ones who try to seek happiness the most seem to be the ones who never find it, who never are happy. And as I mentioned this morning, if you seek and go after happiness, you're not going to find it. But if you go after God, happiness finds you. Blessedness finds you. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You're talking about an inheritance. Man, what an inheritance to inherit the whole earth. Uh, there, there's one thing the world would say, oh, no, that's, that's not true. That wouldn't be true. Maybe they would say, blessed are the mighty men, because we put a lot of stock and strength and all. Maybe blessed are the muscle men. Maybe blessed are the mental men, or maybe blessed are the money men. Any kind of blessing other than the meek, because we think of meekness as being a weakness. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Let me tell you what meekness is not before we look at three things of how to have meekness. Uh, meekness is not weakness. It's not being weak. In Matthew 11, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and I'm lowly in heart. So you're going to sit here and tell me tonight that Jesus is weak, yet he says he's meek. You're going to tell me that, uh, read the Bible where he fasted 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness with all of the wild beasts. And I, I, I'm just being honest with you, I, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I don't know of many men I know of that would. You think Jesus was weak? Get a picture of him making a whip, driving the money changers out of the temple. You say, well, you know. We're too ashamed to even stand up when folks are just blaspheming our Lord. We just sit there like ducks on a, on a pond and never say nothing. He, he wasn't weak. If you think Jesus was weak, <laughs> he said the foxes have holes and the birds has nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. All, all of those pictures of Jesus, <laughs> they don't look like somebody just came out of a beauty parlor. Uh, he looked like a strong man, uh, uh, and, and uh, he said, though, that I'm meek and lowly of heart. So meekness is not weakness. Uh, uh, the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on earth. Now, that was before Jesus got here, but Moses uh, certainly was not a weak man. You don't lead a nation Israel uh, somewhere in the hundreds of thousands to millions across the desert uh, and be just a weak man. Uh, so what is it? It's not cowardice. It's not weakness. The word means yielded. When we're meek, we're yielded. It has the idea of strength under control. 
Years ago, a, a guy named uh, J. Wallace Hamilton wrote a, a book called Ride the Wild Horse. And uh, those of you who deal with horses and all, uh, he points out that when God made us, God created us, God put us together, God put us in our nature, certain drives, certain instincts, certain ambitions, and they're not evil within themselves. But these drives and these instincts that we have, these ambitions, they need to be yielded. And uh, uh, in that day, and I don't know, I don't know enough about horses to know if they still use it or not, but in that day when a when a steed, an animal, especially a horse, has been domesticated, he's been trained, he's been uh, so a rider can sit on him and and, uh, and and or a horse may can pull a plow. The term that they used for that ox or that animal or that horse, they'd been meeked. They'd been meeked. I don't know if they still use that today or not, but it simply means they've been broken. They've been broken. And as a child of God, uh, folk, I'm going to tell you, we need to be broken. And until we are broken, we're never going to be able to be what God wants us to be. Uh, he starts out in these uh, uh, beatitudes. Basically, what we've got here is strength under control. He starts out, the blessed are the poor in spirit. That shows our condition, that we're, we're, we're nothing on our own. We can do nothing. It's everything is Jesus. And uh, that shows our condition. We're spiritually bankrupt. And then he said, blessed are those that mourn. We don't mourn over just particular things. We mourn because we're broken in spirit, that we're spiritually bankrupt, and our sin uh, is against us. And we mourn because of our sin. And we weep over it and repent of it. And then comes contrition after conviction, contrition, and then comes control. We submit ourselves to the Lord, and he literally controls us. We place ourselves under his control. We're to be meek, but not weak. Uh, uh, and that's just the opposite of what the world would say, self-release. There's some in the, in the church, even in Christianity, that would say, uh, you just need to let yourself go. You know, you need to be, you need to be who God created you to be. Uh, you know, just let it go, you know. Well, that's not true. Uh, you, you end up getting in trouble when you do that. Uh, there are others in the church and in Christian circles that believe because we have certain instincts and drives that we need to literally cripple those instincts and drives and really just make us a hobbling uh, person. Uh, that's not the way God wanted us to be either. Uh, God's not saying that we need to be completely self-released. He's not saying that we need to, to come to the point where we see an instinct or a drive that's wrong and then we cripple ourselves. What he's saying is we need to come to the point where we submit ourselves to him and he has control over us. And that makes us strong. You see, here's the deal, guys. When a horse had been meeked, when he was under control, that horse had the same power that he had before. That horse had everything that he had before. And as a child of God, we've got everything we've got before. We've just submitted everything we've got to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he said, we're to be meek. Now, in Romans 6, 19, the Bible says, For as ye have yielded your members, he's talking about your hands, your eyes, your feet, your tongue, 
as you've yielded your members, servants, to uncleanness and to iniquity, unto iniquity. That is, as you used to yield to Satan. Can I get a witness? As we used to yield to Satan. Now listen to it. Even so now yield your members, servants, to righteousness, unto holiness. He said, you used to be this way, but now you submit yourself, you yield yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that word meek means strength under control. It's the same eyes. It's the same ears. It's the same hands. The difference is we've yielded control of those to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've become meek. Now, rather than use my tongue to blaspheme, I use my tongue to praise. I still got ambition, still a fighter, but I'm fighting the devil. I'm, not, I'm fighting that crowd there. I'm not fighting the Lord. Uh, it's the same strength. God doesn't hobble the horse. He energizes it, puts the bit on it, and, and the bridle on it, and the saddle on it. And he said, blessed are those who are meek. Or blessed are the uh, ones who have yielded themselves. Uh, how do you develop <clears throat> meekness? Well, you have to go back. I think these uh, Beatitudes build on each other. And you go back to, first of all, you're, you're poor in spirit. You're absolutely bankrupt. And then secondly, you're brokenhearted over the fact of being bankrupt. And then thirdly, uh, uh, you break, you, you're broken, and you come to the place where you submit yourself to the Lord. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You're here Sunday night, and I know that. Uh, but the, the real truth is most of the folks in churches today get an idea that we've done God a wild favor by being here. Lord, we have blessed you, and we've really have, uh, you know, the fact that I'm here on Sunday morning and then again Sunday night, uh, but we walk out of here never seeing our bankrupt condition. We walk out of here thinking that we've been blessed and we've blessed God and we've blessed others and we never ever mourn over our sin and therefore we don't yield ourselves to Christ. There's no reason to yield to Christ unless you're full of sin. Mm. And I know I'm not looking at a complete perfect group tonight. So when we're full of sin, we yield ourselves to Christ. So how do you do it? There are three steps here and I'm through. Number one is this. You've got to be submitted to the Son of God. If you want to be meek, you've got to be submitted to the Son of God. Matthew eleven twenty eight. today, come unto me. Are, do you listen? Now, this, Jesus Christ is saying here, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's pretty good, isn't it? Listen, it gets better. He said, take, take my yoke upon you. That, that ox that has the yoke, He's been meeked. He's been broken. And so he said, you take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek. I'm meek. And he said, I'm lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest under your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now here's a picture of two oxen here, and they're pulling together. The yoke is on one and the yoke is on the other, and they're side by side. And what Jesus is saying is, hey, I want to link up with you side by side. I'll, I'll take the yoke. I'll take it. You come unto me. You get yoked up with me. When the yoke is on two oxen, one ox is always the lead ox. And when he says my yoke is easy, what he's saying here, it's, it, it's not easy to the fact that no problem. 
He's saying it's easy to the fact that it fits. The leadership role uh, of being the lead person fits Jesus. It does not fit us. So we've got to come to the place where we realize, he said, my yoke, it fits me. Christianity is not something you have to do. It's something you get to do. When you get to the point where you have to do something for God, you, you've, you've lost the brokenness. It's not that I have to, it's I get to. And so I hear people say it's hard to be a Christian. And I mean, we can do the technicalities of that over and over again. But the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. Jesus said, my yoke's easy. You know why we make Christianity hard? Because we refuse to submit and yoke up with Jesus Christ. When we yoke up with him, hey, what cares do we have? You don't need to carry a gun around, mama. God will take care of you. Amen? Now, some of you go ahead and keep your guns, and we may need them later on. We don't know. <laughs> this, it, to, saying my yoke is easy doesn't mean there's no work for you to do either. He doesn't say my yoke is lazy. Mm. He says it's easy. Don't say it's lazy. He said take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, I, I want to tell you, I don't believe the Bible ever teaches anywhere that God forces you to take his yoke. I believe our Lord is a gentleman. Uh, I don't think there's enough angels in heaven or out of heaven to keep you from coming to heaven. But I don't think there's enough angels in heaven or out of heaven to force you to come. That's a decision that we make ourselves. L let me just tell you, if I can talk you into making a decision, somebody else can talk you out of that decision. It has nothing to do with motivational speaking or talking or, or convincing someone. It has everything to do with the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit convinces and convicts and we're willing, willing to uh, recognize our condition and give ourselves to him, he takes over our uh, control. So he said, come unto me. I, I also just got to spend just a moment here. I uh, don't want to hack you off, but he doesn't say come to the Baptist denomination. He don't say come unto a preacher. He don't talk about Christian, uh, churchianity. He's not talking about a creed. You're going to find rest in none of those. You're going to find not rest. Let me just tell you, I've been in the Southern Baptist Convention since the day I was born. Uh, on October the 8th, 1953, I became a Southern Baptist. The cradle roll, they called it then. Don't, I, I've never found any rest at Nashville. Never found any rest in Dallas. It's always been controversy. It's always been problem my rest is in Jesus he said you come to Jesus now we have denominations for a purpose because we feel like uh, that's the closest thing to walking with the true word of God that there is that's up for debate you know the other folk feel the same thing I can just tell you I can't tell you how all denominations are but I can tell you this when a denomination says that this is not the true and error word of God you better back off from them and walk away from that. I, I don't know a whole lot, but I do know that much. I know that if you told me I had to go through here and figure out what's wrong and what's error, I'd have a hard time doing that. Because, see, I think the biggest error that could be in this book is the fact that deity would leave heaven and come and die for somebody like me. I don't think it's crossing the Red Sea. 
I don't think it's feeding 5,000. I think it's who in the world that would be the God of this heaven that would love me and you enough to die on Calvary for our sin. That's what seems impossible to me. And I have to pinch myself and make sure that I wake up and it's still being true. So you've got to be submitted to the Son of God. And then you've got to be responsive to the Word of God. James 1.21 says, and receive. Receive. How? With meekness. The engrafted Word which is able to save your souls. You receive with meekness the engrafted Word. Now, that word there, soul, is psyche, what we, uh, in the Greek there, he said receive with meekness. How do you receive with meekness? You submit yourself to a higher power. You submit yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. You must receive the Son of God, and then you must respond to the Word of God, receive with meekness. In other words, let the Word of God be your control. Let the Word of God be your control. A lot of people are saying today, this book's outdated. It's no good. This book's still good. This book, it don't need to be reformed. It needs to be revived in our hearts is what needs to happen here. And so actually, there, there are two Greek words here. Uh, in uh, Adrian Rogers' uh, uh, commentary, he explains those two. One of them, the Greek word lambano, which is sort of a self-prompted, uh, kind of a grasping or reaching out. When he said receive, you reach out. And he said that's not the word uh, you, you, uh, you use here. Uh, that's kind of the idea of you get some commentaries and you get the Bible and you get you a yellow pad and a, and a pencil or your iPad and speak into it or whatever. And you say, I'm going to learn the Bible. Well, I, I feel sorry for you, but you may learn some facts about the Bible, but you're not going to learn the Bible that way. See, that's just reaching out and grasping. But the other Greek word, you, you may end up knowing all the kings of Israel, and you may know the chronology, and you may know everything about, but you haven't received the word. What you've done is simply reach out and grasp the word. You see, grasping has the idea of just with one hand reaching out. But when you receive the word, the, the Greek word dekomai, that's the word that's used here. It means to welcome with humility. Let me ask you, what he's saying is, have you welcomed the word of God into your life? Have you said word of God, I'm going to follow you? Have you welcomed it? You see, the one thing talks about reaching out and grasping with one hand. But when you really welcome the word of God, it talks about reaching out with both hands. You're reaching out with both hands saying, Word of God, come on. You're welcome in my heart. <laughs> or do you say, Now, Lord, you're welcome, but I got a couple of spots there that I don't want to pay any attention to. I don't want to even talk about it. Mm. Well, you receive Jesus as the Son of God. You submit <clears throat> to the Word of God. And then thirdly, it's so simple. You just be filled with the Spirit of God. You've got to be filled with the Spirit of God. Galatians 5, 21, 22, the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is meekness. And meekness, when you say, Lord Jesus, I put your yoke upon me, and I say to the Word of God, I receive this Word with meekness. And then you say to the Spirit of God, you work in me. Work in me, Holy Spirit, because I can't work in myself. You've got to work in me. Every one of us have ideas, but I want to tell you, when we submit to the Word of God, and submit to the Son of God, and then be filled with the Holy Spirit of God, He works in us in ways that we never dreamed possible.
possible. Huh. Well, the development. Uh, I, I saw a story of a man sitting on a curb crying, and somebody said, why, why, why are you crying? He said, well, I just read in the paper where Rockefeller, the richest man in the world, just died. And he said, well, man, you're not a relative of his. Why are you crying? He said, that's why I'm crying. I'm not a relative of his. Can you be, imagine being a relative of Rockefeller? Well, I want to tell you something, folks. We got far better than that. We got far better than that. We got to get our eyes off this world and realize here, literally, uh, we may never have the inheritance of the world, but the Father says when we're meek, we inherit the earth. Wow. That's a, I mean, that's a mind-blowing thing. You, you, we couldn't figure that out all night long. That's how he's promised us. Submitting to the Son of God and listening to the Word of God and then being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And he says, you're not going to be weak. You're going to have strength under control. I'm going to control you. I don't know about you, but I need somebody to control me. I need somebody, you know, I tell you, we get in things all the time, you know, just not acting like we ought to act as Christians. And that immediately the Holy Spirit, you know, I don't have to ever, ever have to wonder. I don't even have to wonder. I, I, we were driving back from Dallas the other night. I, I've even uh, got my wife now uh, wanting to be a pagan. Uh, we were down to one lane. We'd sat there for about 30 minutes. And she said, don't you let that person in. I said, babe, I, I can't believe that. You know, I thought, I'm rubbing off on her. I said, all right, we won't let him in. <laughs> and go with him again. Oh, Father, thank you today. The night 